Hello and welcome to the Hello Tom Dyer podcast. I am, for the first time in over 50 weeks, a day late doing this. And that's because although we're in lockdown, I am probably the busiest that I've been at the moment working on my own things. If you haven't had the chance already, you can catch me and my sister Abigail out on Facebook Live. We go live every day, one o'clock weekdays, and then in the evening we like to have a fun day Friday, 6pm. And if you want to find us there, it's at Hello Tom Dyer on Facebook. I look forward to seeing you there. This talk is about the kind of the rise of where Hello Tom Dyer came from. I was due to provide a 10 minute presentation to the University of South Wales, but due to COVID-19 that was put on the back burner. That talk came about from speaking to someone who's becoming a friend, Simon Harling, who's released his manifesto on LinkedIn. And I'm just really excited as to what's happening. I look, hope you enjoy this. It does come in at a weird time, uh, but I hope that you see it through to the end. Thank you. Bye-bye. The University of South Wales on themes emanating around bouncing back from something that went wrong, basically. Um, because of lockdown, that event did not go ahead. And although it's been a month since I was due to... to uh, to provide that talk, I did promise that I would do a video based around the themes of what I was going to talk to at that time. Because my creative juices haven't been flowing very well in lockdown, it's only now that I'm getting around to doing it. But because it's staring at me in my email inbox, I'm going to do it now. And this takeaway at the very beginning of just doing something because it's on the list and doing it when you might not feel comfortable or ready to do it is a theme that comes out hopefully in my talk as well. But a little bit about me in the background. Uh, I thought I came from quite a relatively normal family. I'm originally from West Wales. I'm one of four children and we were raised primarily by our mother, certainly me from a very young age. Went to school, was very good in school, was managed able to get good grades, did my A-levels, went on to, to, to complete a law degree. Everything was, was as it kind of should be. Uh, as it were. Um, I've never considered myself as excelling at anything. I've always considered myself as just being just above average is, is how I've always termed myself. And as a result, um, I never really got in massive trouble, but I've never been awarded or accoladed for anything that I've ever done. I'm just me, and it always has been that way. I keep a very small circle of friends, which might come as a surprise to people I've known over the last couple of years, as I've branched out into uh, theatrical productions and having this huge network of acquaintances of people who uh, who now know me and know of me. Um, and my career from graduating went also very well, um, apart from the fact that I graduated in the 2008 recession, which meant that my, my career path for law was something that I couldn't pursue anymore as there were no training contracts. So what I then looked to do as I moved back to West Wales, I started volunteering at my local citizens advice bureau, whilst also working the breakfast shift in a hotel as well. So I wake up at kind of half past four, five o'clock in the morning, be at the hotel for half past five, work until half 11 midday, and then go to citizens advice bureau and volunteer. And after a year of doing that, I then got offered a full-time job. And then I started leading that team and from there, I moved to a solicitor's firm in Cardiff and supervised on welfare benefit matters. And then I moved to a cancer charity um, where I've worked for 
uh, seven and a half years, starting off as a legal advisor first, and in more recent years, over the last three to four years, looking at community development roles and also looking after the mental health service and course called Activate Your Life, which I'm definitely going to talk about in quite a bit of detail later on. Um, so where did life kind of life for me peaked when I joined Tenvis Cancer Care? I joined the uh, the office choir, and up until that point, I was a very shy, uh, a very shy person. I wasn't one to put myself in a situation that was going to see me embarrass myself or make a fool of myself. I pride myself on always having the knowledge before I enter a conversation, and I listen a lot more than than I talk, which might surprise some people as well, but. Uh, you won't see me entering into conversations and discussions of things that I don't have an awareness of. But joining the choir and being able to, to use my body and my voice in a way that I've never done before was fantastic. And my confidence grew and it built from there. And I enrolled in an acting class and I started, um, well, and from that acting class, which was only six weeks long, I was encouraged to audition for my first ever show and I got into the chorus for that. So didn't have a main role, but it didn't matter. I was finally doing something. and. Uh, it was at the uh, Cardiff Everyman Open Air Theatre Festival, uh, which was quite a big deal, which I didn't appreciate at the time. And I just did it. I just rolled with the punches and just carried on doing it, not realising that a lot of the people that I was doing it with had been doing that for, for many years. And I was told on um, opening night and during the first interval that no one knew that it was the first time I'd done anything like it. Um, which I'm taking as a massive compliment. I obviously wasn't the sore thumb that I thought I was in rehearsal and a bit of a fraud, uh, uh, all, all being told. And it was also during that time that I met my partner, um, or my ex-partner now. And this is where the story starts off really high, everything was going well, and it's also where the story takes a massive dive. So when I was finding myself and I was listening to speakers like Gary Vaynerchuk and all these business mentors and all these creatives and I was really diving deep into YouTube and what the possibilities could offer and thinking about well all of our lives are extraordinary so if I document my life then who knows what might come of it and we could help more people was was primarily my functioning behind it I've always been a third sector person so it's always been for me how can I help support other people um, and at the same time support myself to help me support other people that's always been my mantra um, and why I probably stuck with the third sector. Uh, but after four years in that in that relationship, it came to an end and it wasn't very pretty. And it sh it really shook me because of the circumstances that followed from that. So from that, so the relationship broke down, which meant that I had nowhere to live. And at the same time, the role that I was doing in the organization had come effectively to an end, but without confirmation from the funders of the, of the work that I was doing. So I was in this weird kind of limbo, um, both in work and out of work, that I didn't know where to live because I didn't know if I would have a job. And if I did have a job, would it be on you know, a similar salary or I'd need to drop down or build back up? So with this uncertainty, I was like, well, I'm just going to try and wait this out as best I can, which meant effectively making myself homeless. And I moved everything into my car. I moved a lot of things back to my mum's in West Wales but I still had the day job to turn up to. So I spent a few nights in my car. Um, I slept in my car, I slept on people's spare bedrooms. Um, I spent a few nights in youth hostel, got locked out of a friend's house that I was supposed to be staying at as well. And things really were not going well in or out of work. And I was an emotional 
wreck because what was also happening was that my ex was getting with someone else very quickly after we had broken up who we also worked with so i had lots of things spiraling around we sat less than kind of 10 meters away from each other in the office and it just became very very difficult and overwhelming and if it wasn't for the help and support of the people that i worked in my small little team shout out to those two guys i don't know what i would have done but the final straw was my car being broken into and when my car got broken into my laptop got stolen my camera got stolen so all of that work that i was working on which effectively cost my relationship had finished it had gone and there was no way i could retrieve it and it was whilst i was playing a sound check with my band and there was the last gig i played for them as well and this is going on so many years later now and i i rang my manager up at whatever time it was at night and i said i'm going home i rang my mum and said i'm coming home and i drove all the way back to west wales with no window and i stayed there for three months and during that three months i was able to really figure out what it was who i was and what it was that i was aspiring to and it was around about the time moana came out on dvd and i'm not ashamed to admit that moana got me through that period of time and particularly with the last song that comes up where she was like i'm a girl who loves the island and i'm a girl that loves the sea it calls me and that's always how i felt as much as i feel anchored and grounded in one place it's always been about what else is out there what opportunities are there but that also makes me a bit of a flight risk to anyone that wants to settle because as much as i feel settled 50 percent of the time there's always a part of me that's aspiring to do something else and that aspiring to do something else did and my natural energy and passion enthusiasm that i bring to everyday circumstances so we go back to that place of work but not as someone who was risked with being made redundant but as someone that was now going to lead a mental health service focused on acceptance and commitment therapy i wear it on my t-shirt all the time whenever i'm feeling those feelings of anxiety or guilt or shame i feel them i give them space i can feel the anxiety in my neck i've led that service for over two years and now i am able to live sat with those uh, with those feelings um and i'm able to really focus on how i can help others as well as myself um it is possible to get out of a really dark space and if i can do it just a normal average human being then you can too because even though we're all average we are also all very extraordinary thank you If you've liked this episode, please do like and subscribe, leave a comment. And if you think that this will provide any value to anyone else, please do share it on. Thank you so much for your support. Take care.